0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of PixLogic Saturday Stand-Up. On this podcast, we dive into a lot of topics around programming live streams, the life of software engineers, personal development in the tech community, and much more. In today's episode, we will be talking to CJ from the Coding Garden YouTube and Twitch channel about the future of programming live streams. PixLogic Saturday Stand-Up is recorded live on Twitch, and we want you to be there for the next recording. All you have to do is head on over to twitch.tv forward slash dev every other Saturday at 11 a.m. PST to be part of the fun and get your questions answered right there on the stream. Without further ado, thanks for tuning in to today's stand up and let's get started.
1: Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. One, two, three. Check, check. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow. What what an incredible way to start this very first episode. I love it. I love it. CJ, dude, thanks again for being here, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, And everyone from CJ's channel and from my channel, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, It's honestly a blast to have you all here. And I'm really excited for us just to hang out, talk a little bit. Um, Pretty much the topic for today of the very first podcast that we're doing here uh, is pretty much the future alive programming on Twitch. And we all have been living through this quarantine time right now. And I don't know about all of you, CJ, especially you, how often have you been on Twitch during this COVID period?
1: It's very interesting because like right when it all happened, I had just set up a four day a week schedule uh, and then I just kept it, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's what's up. Yeah, I totally get that. Cheyenne in chat, Under Oath, top tier, good job. Um, Great Ben. Anyways, yes, uh, I I totally agree with you. I think it's one of those things where actually at work uh, when I would go into an office, I actually had Twitch on all the time and my manager would walk by Hmm. and say, hey, what are you doing over there? Are you programming (laughs) or are you watching someone else program? (laughs) And I said, oh, you're right. Sorry, let's go ahead and get back to work. Um, But yeah, totally, totally get that uh, with with all that stuff. But again, I hope everyone's staying safe out there.
1: I definitely saw an uptick in people on on Twitch when mm. the quarantine happened, um, which is which is a good thing, I think. So
0: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Um, speaking of uptick in Twitch, super random, but Shroud. Thoughts on Shroud coming back to Twitch?
1: I'm not really up to date on all these things, so okay. I saw I, I saw him in my recommended. There were like eighty thousand people watching, and I've heard people mention him in other chats, but.
0: Yeah, Definitely. yeah, actually, pretty insane. Uh, Shroud, he he was on Mixer, Microsoft, and mm. then Mixer died, unfortunately, RIP. And uh, from there, yeah, he's now back. He peaked at like almost six hundred thousand viewers on his stream back, which is pretty insane. So that's a lot.
1: <laughs> I think
0: that, if anything, that shows all the people coming here uh, from uh, on Twitch right now. But yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So let's before we get started into the actual topic, CJ. I actually had a lot of questions. Um, that were just quick to get to know you a little more, and sure. so I got some ten quick fire questions, and really answer them as quick as you can. Maybe we'll tangent on some of them, uh, and yeah, I would love to love to know your thoughts on them. Let's do it. So, all right, awesome. First question: What is your favorite color?
1: Blue, actually. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of green here. But... <laughs> no.
0: I was, I had this all planned in my head and I was really excited because my favorite color is green and I was waiting for oh. you to say green, but then you said blue. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. That's cool. <laughs> Next question. Okay. French fries or tater tots?
1: Oh, that's hard. It, de- it depends on the French fry or the tater tot, uh, but I'd okay. probably go for tater tots more often.
0: Tots. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, interesting. Do you like deep fried tater tots or oven baked tater tots? Oh, deep fried. Okay.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: nice. <laughs> Beautiful. I would, I would definitely agree with you there. Cool. Uh, okay, next. What is your favorite music genre?
1: Uh, this is hard. I mean, these days I listen to a lot of like ambient electronic, okay. but I, gr- I grew up on punk rock and I oh, still nice. listen to that a lot. So yeah, in, uh, who in, is- in, be- in between super chill and like very not chill. <laughs> <laughs> who is your all-time favorite uh, punk rock band when you're growing up? Um, it's also hard because I went through phases. I listened to a lot of yeah. like 90s pop punk, but then I went back to the older stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I, like green, I like Green Day. I know it's like they're very popular, but I like the old Green Day stuff. Classic.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I totally get you there. Um, that's cool. Awesome. Okay, next. I lo- this is a little bit more into the programming side. Okay. JavaScript or TypeScript?
1: It depends. Uh, if, it's, if it's just me, just me and my laptop, it's JavaScript. Okay. If if I'm if I'm building it for a client or I'm working on a team, or I expect other people to work on it, TypeScript.
0: Okay, beautiful. Yeah, I was actually uh, the it depends thing reminds you of the consultant answer. It's like, <laughs> hey, you want this thing built? Well, it depends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, at least personally, in my chat, we always I our app we're building in JavaScript. People give me a lot of crap about not using TypeScript. So. Mm-hmm definitely heated question, heated debate. (laughs) Yes. Thank you uh, for for (laughs) posting that types of command in chat. Beautiful. Uh, Okay. Question number five, uh, tea or coffee? Tea. Okay. What type of tea?
1: Uh, Yerba mate. But some people say that it's not tea. So if that's not tea, then green tea.
0: Okay. I see. Interesting. I don't know too much about tea. I'm more of a coffee drinker myself, but
1: Mm. yeah,
0: understandable. Okay. Um, And the next one, do you have a favorite video game?
1: I'm not much of a gamer. Um, mm. but I do play a lot of Rocket League. And I was play, played Rocket League last night and this morning, so that. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rocket League's good. I actually picked it up the other day. Uh mm. pretty pretty freaking awesome. Cool. And Thanks. all right, a couple more. Cats or dogs?
1: Dogs. Uh I'm I'm definitely allergic to cats. I don't mind cats, but I will basically swell up and sneeze forever if I get <laughs> if I get around mm. cats.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Okay, so <laughs> I have this really sad moment in my life where I really enjoy cats, mm. but I'm, I like, I'm deathly allergic. I will, I will swell up in my throat and, uh, yeah, it's not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, good to know. Good to know. Uh, next, this is kind of a open-ended question, okay. sort of, because there's a lot in this, this area, I'd say, Mac OS, Windows or Linux, or a flavor or variant,
1: it depends. I mean, so I, I dev on macOS, but okay. um, I, w- I worked in Windows support for many, many years. I know oh, nice. Windows fairly well. Yeah. Um, I was a system administrator, so I know Linux very well. But I always, I always okay. just tend towards Mac.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so what Mac do you use right now as your personal machine?
1: I have a 2015 MacBook Pro. I actually got it used on eBay. Uh, it was like only slightly used. Yeah. And I bought, I bought this just a few months ago instead of buying the new MacBook Mainly because I wanted uh like a d de- like a dedicated HDMI. I don't like the USB C converter thing. Yes. Um sure. <laughs> and it has a dedicated video card. Yeah. It's just it's just a nice machine, even though it's what, five years old at this point.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's actually a really good uh call out there. The um the one thing that I always think about is uh why I like Mac OS so much. Um uh, hmm. I just it just works, I think. And honestly, I think I was reading one of your FAQs the other day, and you're just like, it just works.
1: It just works. Yeah. So like, I can use the other things. I know how. It's not like I don't like them, but yeah. I've had a lot of problems that I've had to deal with, and it just yeah. it just works. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, 100%. That's hilarious. And what do you think about Apple's new system-on-the-chip stuff coming out, the new architecture?
1: Uh, I think, I mean, I haven't looked too much into it, but on the surface, it it seems kind of lame. Like they're switching to ARM architecture, which means potentially that a lot of apps won't work when they switch to that, which is not ideal. Like similar to what happened when they switched from PowerPC to Intel, uh, which I think was a good switch because it's what everything else uses for the most part. Anyways, um, but yeah, I don't know much about it, but it seems like it may not be that great.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally, I see that. And I think one of the big things that I've seen is, They're putting a lot of support in trying to get developers to now move on to this architecture. So they have a lot of tools Mm. around it. Okay. question is, is it actually going to work? How is it going to be? Are we going to start losing a lot of third-party apps because of this? Um, Yeah. Uh, ACM, it just twerks. Yes, it does probably (laughs) twerk as well. You can probably make it do something along those sides. Okay. two more questions. This is a great one. It's one of my favorites. What is the first word you think of uh, that starts with the letter C?
1: I mean, I was going to say my own name, but that's a little narcissistic. Isn't it? <laughs> and then I was going to say car. I don't like cars. I don't know. Car. <laughs> car. All right, I mean, it works, right?
0: Like, it works. Yeah. But I don't like cars. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Hey, and huge shout out to the Anonymous Gifter for those tier one subs. Salute, my friends. Thank you for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I would have thought code since I can see it on your ah.
1: shirt. I didn't even think about that. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe we can redact that and do code instead. OK, ask me again. <laughs> yeah. OK, uh, what is the first word you think of when starting with the C? Code. There we go. Uh, mods, can we clip that out later on? Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. And the last question, the most talked about question in the history of programming. I don't know if you're ready. I think I am. OK, chat, <laughs> do you think he's ready? <laughs> Uh, the best programming language ever created, go.
1: <laughs> I, I can't answer that. So, cause I, I, I realize, like I, I read a lot of JavaScript. I like JavaScript, but yeah. I realized that there are a lot of things wrong, wrong with JavaScript or things that people don't like about JavaScript. It's not the best programming language ever. Yeah. Um, how, however, because uh javascript is potentially the first programming language uh that a lot of people might encounter in the world if they decide to start coding and it's very friendly and that it's it's forgiving in in how you code things okay i would say i like that about javascript is it the best in the world i don't know it's pretty much all i'm writing these days though so
0: (laughs) javascript yeah (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's I know this was kind of a weird like all right how how would someone really answer this? I don't think anyone ever has an answer. um one thing I usually always like to talk about is the fact that it's just whatever tool works, right? We have so much nowadays
1: no exactly, and then, like every programming language uh potentially makes you think about the problem in a different way or approach it in a different way yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is great, so
0: yeah, no, definitely and. The best part is all the open source stuff coming out now, right? It's all this stuff is just going to be improved on over time. Uh, All the new things are going to happen and come out and people here right now could come up with something else. And that's, that's incredible. Definitely. For sure. Awesome. CJ. Well, I appreciate those. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's a good question.
1: It wasn't exactly rapid fire. I apologize, but I tried my best.
0: (laughs) No, that's cool. I, I feel like it was more of a semi rapid fire, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, yeah, hope, chat, I hope you enjoyed that as well. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging. So now, before we actually get again into the main, main topic here, I want to mm-hmm. kind of get to know CJ as a Twitch streamer, as a YouTuber, as a developer. Um, so I had a couple questions for you, would love sure. to, to ask you again. Uh, the first one, really, this is something that I think is a really interesting question now that a lot of people really talk about. Um, would you say you have a traditional background in programming? Uh, meaning, did you learn programming in the traditional school way, or do you feel like you are more of a self-taught developer?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I, ha- I have a degree in computer science, but I learned how to program before school, and I, like I've always been teaching myself things. Okay. Um, so, yes, I have a traditional background, but I also had the mentality of like like just ready to learn anything, and like yeah. f- finding all the resources I can to learn something, whether or not it's programming. Yeah. Um, so.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I think that's a really great answer. Um, I'm finding more and more in just general with new developers, they're not really coming, they're having more questions on the lines of should I really go to school yeah. uh, to learn this or should I, can I just pick it up? And especially with companies uh, like Apple and Google that aren't really requiring four year degrees anymore in some jobs, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, what, do, what do you think about that? Like, what are your thoughts on if someone came and asked you that, what would you suggest to them?
1: Um, like, should they go to school for, uh, like traditional computer science or something like that? Yeah. Like, I think, would you recommend, would you recommend that to them? It, it really depends. I think if you're, if you're young, if, and if you haven't gone to college yet, I'm of the opinion that, uh, you probably should just go to college anyways. Like y- you technically could go straight into like a code school, like a, yeah. basically a trade school, like six month or a one year school right out of high school. But, um, I grew a lot as a person in college. So I think. Like it's not just about learning to program, it's also like growing sure. as a person and like learning to do your own laundry and live in the world itself so for for somebody that's in that boat, uh, I would recommend probably go to college if, if you can afford it um, yeah. for yeah. someone that that is like attempt like about to switch careers, then absolutely so I actually worked at a uh, at a code school for about three and a half years teaching full stack web development oh, nice. um so, I know firsthand that it can work. Yeah. Uh, I also know that you can have a, a a wide range of experiences depending on what what code school you go to yeah um but the the main thing I saw is if a person was driven enough and determined enough uh and like like if, if they really wanted it, if they wanted to put it in the work, they absolutely could learn to code uh become a software developer and and get a job in the in the real world um yeah. And so I, I taught hundreds of students that went, basically went through that path. Like they had, they'd lived a previous life, gotten degrees and mm-hmm. other things and worked other jobs, but now they decided they want to come over into programming and they did, so.
0: Yeah, no, that's, um, that's pretty incredible. I know. So I guess one thing to mention as well uh, for, for chat and anyone else listening, uh, we're talking from a, uh, a standard of the United States. Uh, so right. obviously every country is different depending on where you live and things like that. Uh, United States, from my perspective, uh, does actually cost a lot to go to school. So depending on what you're doing depending on what you're trying to get, there's always these cool like code camps that CJ's talking about that I find really interesting. Uh, what was the name of the code camp, CJ, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Uh, it was Galvanize. Okay. Uh, they've, yeah, they acquired Hack Reactor, and now it's like more Hack Reactor than it is Galvanize. I don't know. It's yeah. been a few, few years since I was there, but yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, there's uh, there was always a couple I've been interested in. Uh, I never actually ended up uh, doing, but I was yeah code schools are are pretty great mm. um, so what is your
1: background I actually don't know do you, do you have a computer yeah. science degree or
0: yeah so my my background's pretty interesting uh, I actually started i have a four year degree I graduated with a degree in information technology um, so essentially it is a much toned down version of c s mm. uh, basically you take your intro classes and and that's it um, but i I fell in love with hackathons, and uh, just building projects on the side. I I think my last year of university, I went to 12 hackathons that year, like all around the country because I, wow. I was really, really just hyped about it. <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm more of a, I like to call myself a scrappy developer mm. uh, because I feel like I definitely got more knowledge and learnings outside of school than I did in school. Um, cool. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Next thing, uh in regards to kind of this traditional uh background in in programming, hmm. when was your aha moment uh for programming? like you sat down at your computer and you're like, "Yes, I'm meant to be a developer today
1: i I still don't know if I should be a developer <laughs> um, honestly, like I heard mean, it
0: here I, first
1: <laughs> yeah so i uh I like solving problems i i think yeah and I, and I've never thought about it i guess is like oh uh yeah i don't know it's a weird question for me i guess sure (laughs) um uh yeah because so i i I built websites when i was like 12 13 years old um i uh kind of just hacked around and like, like i basically didn't exactly learn php i took existing scripts and then figured out how to modify them to make them do the things that i wanted to do yeah um but i don't think i really ever had an aha moment it's always it's always just like it's a it's a process it's always like i want to i want to do this thing how am i going to get there and like even today like if i want to if i want to build something i have to figure out okay what libraries do i need obviously i have all this prior experience so that comes into play yeah um so yeah i yeah,
0: think <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> that's it <laughs> no that's that's i mean it's a great answer i've I'm a little different because I, I specifically remember the moment that I had it. It's because I actually hated programming to begin with. I thought it was the stupidest thing. I'm like, who, who would ever want to spend their life doing this? And then uh, I had an internship and all of a sudden it just like the gates open where I realized that if I have a laptop and the internet, I literally can build anything I want wherever I want. Yeah. And <laughs> that for me, that's like the very perfect memory for me. So good, good point though. There's always a different side of the coin, right?
1: I th- I think the, the way the what you just mentioned kind of reminded me, though, because like even before that, I've yeah. always been like a self learner. So I think the aha moment for me was I can teach myself anything. So like I, yeah. I taught myself guitar when I was a kid. Um, I taught myself how to build computers and fix computers. So yeah. that, that was probably the aha moment that was like, oh, I don't have to wait for anybody else. I can just do it myself. And then it, yeah. it applies to programming, too. So,
0: yeah, that's that's awesome, man. the OK, the building computer thing makes me think back to. Uh, <laughs> this first computer kit I bought when places like, uh, man, circuit city, things like that were around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they had these bare bone kits, right? You'd go in and NVIDIA had one that had, I don't know, like a whole manual on how to put computers together. Right. Um, man, what a time, <laughs> what a time that was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And rip circuit city. Yeah. Can we get some rip in the <laughs> chat for circuit city? Rip. <laughs> rip. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, cool. Okay. So we know kind of your background of oh. programming, how you got started. We have this sort of all right, you know, young CJ figured out this is what I want to do. And now the question is you have a, a big YouTube channel, you have a big Twitch following. How did you decide that you wanted to start this like journey into YouTube videos and this more of a, um, I like to say developer advocate, but please, you know, let me know if there's something else that that's more along the lines of.
1: No, I, I mean, I've never called myself that, but I kind of am. Like, I, I get yeah. excited about code. I want other people to get excited about code. So yeah. um, but, so it, it pretty much started with me uh, teaching. So bef- before I taught at that code school, uh, I was in the professional world for about four years or so. That was after college. Um, so I had been working, um, and I left that job, and I wanted to find something different. I didn't know what I wanted. I, so I, I was working at, like, a really big company. I knew I didn't want to work at a big company again. Mm. And I thought about, like, starting my own thing. Um and so uh eventually I saw the job posting for the code school. Yeah. Thought, well, oh, maybe I could do this. because uh, I never like actually like taught in any formal capacity before that either.
0: Okay. Um
1: and so I saw that and then uh I became a teacher and I was I got pretty good at it and people like um people like, like I identified with the way I taught and um like liked the way I explained things. So it, it really all started with me being like an educator first. Um and I had quite a few students. So at the time, I was I was in a uh, running a class of about thirty students, and I had mm-hmm. one uh, teaching assistant. Um, but it was just me and the thirty st- students and the teaching assistant. So uh, I kind of needed a way to like clone myself or basically uh, create resources that students could use so that I could help multiple people at the same time. And that's when I started yeah. uh, recording tutorials, um, which were basically just like recorded versions of my lessons. Yeah. Um, and initially I uploaded those to YouTube but I didn't um they were meant for my students right like I wasn't trying to build a YouTube following or trying to get anybody else to watch them it was really just oh, for my students.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: And then uh the YouTube algorithm started to pick them up and other people found them useful too. Um yeah. so like my my YouTube channel started as like uploaded tutorials that weren't really meant for the world but the world got use out of them. Um and then um and I I kept loading like uploading videos um Uh, similar to that and then eventually decided to live stream and and like I've always considered my live streams kind of just like a a live lesson so I I I treat it very similar to how I would treat whenever I got in front of the classroom to teach something Um, and and that's actually how my live stream started so if you look if you go back in the history of coding garden like the the first six months or so like every live stream is only about an hour and a half long and Mm -hmm. it's about one specific topic that I'm teaching Yeah, and I basically went live to teach the thing, show some examples, and then I was done. It's it's not exactly what I do today, where it's uh, very impromptu and like answering questions and writing code and then going back and forth. Um, But it all kind of started as uh, like live teaching lessons, basically. I guess did I answer your question? I rambled for a long time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. I actually got a couple nuggets in my mind from some things you said, but yeah, I mean that you literally started because you started teaching. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I find it really interesting. And I think it's something that it's really good for uh, people that are just starting development. Um, You started doing this because you were trying to solve a problem for your students and yourself. And then all of a sudden, holy crap, look at all these people, they actually find my thing useful. And it expanded, right? And I think when creating projects or building anything in general, the biggest point is build something you're passionate about, build something to solve a problem for yourself. And then it kind of just will happen if other people have the same issues or problems as you. It will pick up and do and do that. So that's uh, beautiful.
1: That, that's yeah. like so much better than what I just said. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great.
0: Yeah, no, um, but yeah, that's literally what it is, right? And that's that's something I'm also very passionate about. It's just this idea of like literally, you can build anything you want, uh, and someone will find use for it. But that's, that's cool to see how that kind of that rise happened, and so. Based off of all of a sudden these people in the outer world of your classrooms are, <laughs> are watching your videos, uh, was it sort of like this random uptick and rise and you're like, oh my gosh, whoa, what's happening? Or is it kind of gradual over
1: time? It was slow. It was super slow. Um, yeah. And it was kind of just like, I and because and, and at the beginning of this, you called me a YouTuber. Like, I really yeah. don't consider myself a YouTuber. Like, sure. Sure. because the, I mean, if you think of the traditional YouTuber, it's like, it's prepared content. They always say like, like, and subscribe don't clip that, because basically I never say that like I, I just I just go I go live, we do our thing, and then if people find it useful they'll click like they'll subscribe like I don't have to tell them to do that um, so yeah and 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 like I guess that's the other thing about my older live streams is that um they have uh like rewatchability right like uh, most of my live streams these days people still watch the vods, but it's not like they used to be where you could actually Like it's an hour and a half of packed full of information versus three hours where there's some information, some interaction, kind of like hanging out. Um, So my older videos had a ton of rewatch uh, rewatch value, which is how people started to find me because I would I would do the live stream and like the live stream and the nature of YouTube is after the live stream is over, it becomes a vod that other people can watch. Um, So if you look at my like very first live stream I ever did, there were uh, at most two people in the chat, but now that video has like ten thousand views. Um, so that's how people are finding me is through my, my older, older videos.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I think that's really, really incredible. Uh, it's cool because as tech is changing so often, it's also not like, you still have (laughs) the same sort of like, Hey, i made this thing about JavaScript. I don't know, uh, five years ago, but it's still somewhat relative now, even though it might've changed a, a tiny bit here or there. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's uh <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah. man. I guess
1: what, one thing I'll also mention about it is like it, so it was a slow rise, but the yeah the, the nice thing about it is when you're live streaming on YouTube, um, yeah, and especially more recently, YouTube is recommending live streams, and so that's actually how a lot of people found me as well. So like they see yeah. that I'm they see that I'm live, they follow more traditional code tutorials on YouTube already, and so then they they got interested in my content. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I consider my my content just like really different than a lot of the other coding tutorial channels, just because okay. it's not prepared. I mean, yeah. it's sort of, it sort of is, but it's, it's, it's live. It's in the moment. Um, there are a lot of mess ups. Um, and yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I I think you... So I actually didn't know that about the YouTube algorithm now uh, promoting more live streams, but I guess it does make sense. Again, like we're in this world of live streaming kind of becoming this thing that the bubble has is large but i don't think it's actually fully burst yet right it's right. it's close but it's not there um
1: oh i'll mention really quick so uh Infy yeah. just said in the chat uh the coding yeah. train is how i found cj the coding train is definitely one of my inspirations. so and, and i'll mention like when i was live streaming back then the yeah. coding train was like the only person i knew that was doing anything similar i mean and he had been around for years before that yeah. um like i didn't know there were other live coder streamers until like maybe a year ago like like the yeah. like twitch twitch was a whole different thing like i didn't know about the live coders team i didn't know about c-sharp fritz or, or anybody else yeah, uh, yeah. until about a year ago and before that i was kind of just my, in my own little bubble i didn't really know other people were doing something similar
0: yeah isn't yeah. it isn't it the craziest thing when all of a sudden you're like <laughs> wait a minute people actually <laughs> watch me type on a computer and just like build stuff like it's yeah, that I remember. I figured that out um, on Twitch, especially a couple of years ago when I first started getting into it, and it was the weirdest thing. And I was so I've like I've loved to see the rise on Twitch of all these different types of not even just programming, but just science and technology in general. It's so mm-hmm. many cool trains out there now that people can watch. Um, but also awesome to know about Coding Train. So uh, is this still something that is active, Coding Train?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He has a million subscribers on YouTube. He does a lot of uh, artificial intelligence, machine okay. learning, a lot of uh, visual type of coding. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, let me, let me throw some links in your chat. If I can. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely a great resource for everyone. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great community that we have here uh, with a lot of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, Alka says creative coding. And also Alka does quite a bit of creative coding. If you're interested in that, check out his channel too. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, Alka, yeah.
0: I'm coming to your channel soon. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, also, hey, Kavi, what's up? Uh, I rated, I rated her stream a while back programming stuff as well. I think that's another really great way for people to, to kind of get to know other programming communities and realize, oh, science and technology is actually a thing out here, uh, which, is, which is great. So, all right, all of this talk about YouTube right is great and all but we're on twitch right now Right, and i'm very curious <laughs> this is something that i've i remember the i think i remember like one of the first days i saw you come on twitch and i was like all right let me let me size this person up let's see what's going on you know <laughs> and uh and i was i was like all right you know someone's entering the scene let's see and uh i saw you were streaming on youtube and twitch mm-hmm. uh, doing the tool stream stuff and i was right. like oh this is interesting I, I actually hadn't really seen people do that before uh, until mm. probably your stream and uh, I was you know I saw you do that for a while and I believe now you don't do that anymore if I'm if I'm not mistaken
1: right and so that it was a it was about a six month transition from YouTube to Twitch um so yeah um because uh, it, you, as you may know, as a Twitch affiliate, there's a, an exclusivity clause. Yes. Uh, and, and same thing for partners where you, you are not allowed. So any content broadcasted on Twitch cannot appear on any other platform for 24 hours. Um, and, but I was not a, uh, an affiliate yet. On Twitch, and and I knew I wanted to move to Twitch. Like one of the main reasons I wanted to move was uh, the live coders team in general. Like awesome. uh, the, the, yeah. I found that, I found this that community, and I was like, I want to be a part of this. Like like you were mentioning, like you, we raid each other, and uh, mm. it's like it's like a, a lot of this, all the same people hang out in all of the different chats. So I wanted that as well, and also like the the APIs, the the low latency. There's a lot of really good stuff Twitch has going on for live streaming, and so I was like, I knew I wanted to switch, but uh, when I started, I was averaging about like 200 viewers or so on YouTube. Yeah. And then when I would cross stream, there'd be like 10 people on Twitch. So, like, I, I knew that it had to be like, if I wanted to get my audience over to, to Twitch, it had to be like a slow roll. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, over the course of six months, I kept saying, like, I'm going to do it. You all have to follow me on Twitch. I'm going to eventually, I'm not going to stream on YouTube yeah. anymore. And um, then I guess it was in April. I actually I signed the affiliate agreement, I stopped to dual streaming and then, um, uh, yeah, started uh, full Twitch.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that was literally the, the big question I had because I, I noticed people did that and I also knew about the exclusivity clause with, with YouTube and Twitch, especially for so, partners.
1: Yeah, there are some people that are affiliate and they dual stream, but I guess they're not big enough for Twitch to notice, but I, I definitely, like, I wanted to be on good terms with everyone. Like, I didn't want to yeah. violate any contracts or anything like that, so.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's obviously the smart move um, and huge shout out yes to the live coders team. If anyone here is from the live coders team, welcome. Glad to have you all. This is the stuff we love to do. Uh, so huge shout out. Uh, and if you ever any of you have not checked out the live coders team, um, it's a really awesome developing community here on Twitch, uh, all hanging out and, and doing fun stuff. So yes, yeah. Thanks for posting that, CJ. Right there. <laughs> Take a look. You can apply now too if you're interested. Uh, I was just asking my mods. Hey, do we have a live coders uh, command here? Hello, because I, I don't <laughs> remember making one. So I, I just.
1: It. <laughs> i just cop- i copy and pasted it from my chat so
0: <laughs> beautiful beautiful yeah oh man pro streamer over here uh anyways <laughs> yes uh cool yeah it's, that's great so now you can say pretty much uh you're fully twitch exclusive for live programming um right. and potentially other content right depending on what's out there and yep. but you still do do a lot on youtube right
1: so i mean what i've what i have been doing is um and I like I slowly figured out like what I to do things like this, but um, I've been doing or trying to do like speedruns. So trying to create some sort of coding content that could be clipped from a live stream and then become the YouTube content, um, yeah. like a, t- a ten minute, twenty minute video. The things that people are used to because people are not used to seeing a three hour video uploaded to YouTube. Um, so I try I, I constant. I mean, and it's a, a constant search for like what can I do that can be a quick video on YouTube. Yeah. Um, But it's still it's still no edits. It's basically it's uh, chopped from when I start and then and I basically do like a little intro, like it's the beginning of a video. But I'm like in the middle of a live stream. I do the thing and then everyone says bye and then later on I clip that and upload that to YouTube. Okay. So like technically that is. YouTube content. Yeah, people are yeah. using our, our content emotes in the chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> content, um, but, but but at the same time, it's like, it was still experience live. And, and I think that's what's driving a lot of uh, people from YouTube over to Twitch now, um, because they see those clips and they're like, oh, I want to be a part of this. I see the chat scrolling by and they're using all these emotes and it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And then that, that drives people from not only being a YouTube subscriber, but being also a viewer on Twitch. So yeah cmox says am i am i the only one who watches the whole three hours no they're they're quite i have quite a few dedicated fans that like stay up to date on all the vods and like everything that's happened but
0: yeah that's that's actually really funny there's sometimes i have people that will come in my chat as well and they say hey do you have the whole stream uploaded on youtube and at first i was like what you're really gonna go back and watch all this and then you know i did have people that would go back and watch it so it's like Sure. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. I just export it and then, you know, if it's just the, you want the raw stream, there it is and you're good to go. Right. Uh, uh apparently I can't get my mods to stay up to date. Thank you, Roars. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, that's that's great. So all right, we I think we now have the full idea of CJ, who cool. he is, like the <laughs> the full garden as we should say, right? Uh nice. of of who of who you are. And so this kind of brings me to the main question here. Um, of very broad, but we can definitely hit into like some certain spots too, for sure. What do you see as a future of live programming, uh, on Twitch, on YouTube, uh, other platforms? Like what, what is your opinion on how that, how that is?
1: Don't know. I guess i would have to think about it. That is the title of this. I should have thought about it more, I guess. But I'm doing it live. No, like I so uh like I mentioned earlier that uh Shifman, Daniel Shiffman of the coding train was a big influence and yeah. like yeah. I, I I saw him as it's it's like the things that he was doing and the things that I like started to try to do. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like it could be like a like a Morning Access show like on PBS like uh like teaching people to code, lots of people tuning in. Um, like very interactive and like aware of the people that are watching the thing, yeah. um, and so like I I don't know how soon anything like that could happen, but to me that's kind of what I want to see. Like uh, basically like coding content uh, becoming uh, potentially appealing to the masses. Yeah. Um, and now I, I realize like there there always is a barrier to entry because uh, you have to know a little bit about or at least be interested in it to want to watch it. Um, but I see sure. something like that happening where you you have some sort of figure some figure whoever that may be but um that does it on a on a scale to where like non-technical people can enjoy it as well Mm -hmm. um I also just see like especially with uh with COVID and quarantine and everyone being home a lot more people have a lot uh, more free time and uh time and time in front of their laptop they have a webcam already and so they're just starting up um and it's interesting to see on Twitch because um there are there are a lot of like small communities like even if it's if it's only like 20 30 people in the chat even like lower than that 10 people in the chat like that is the community that that they've created and they go live to them and um they they enjoy that content and they're slowly growing and getting more people in in that little community um but but i think that's great because it's like kind of like tiny little microcosms of people coding and working on different things and they have their little community um and so yeah is that i don't know the question is like what is the future? <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. it's
0: it's super broad. I, I'm <laughs> yeah, not expecting yeah. like super anything concrete, but yeah, more yeah. just like the thought process, right? Because um, this is something that I have thought about a lot. And I think one of the big influences right now of people wanting to uh, live stream on Twitch is seeing gaming streamers making this as very successful full-time careers. Right. And that obviously is very appealing. Um, I, I saw, saw a couple of people in chat talking about like the Bob Ross of programming uh, you know, like uh, Mr. Rogers type deal. Like that stuff is, I think, a great example of what that could look like in the future. Right. Um, but it's it's interesting that uh, that you're saying about the small communities and, and how they start growing over time. And it's more of that like really group interaction with the smaller people, right?
1: Right. Smaller, and, and I guess- yeah. Like that's a major difference in live coding versus like game streaming, like especially yeah. with the yeah. the i mean i'll I'll say this, I'm not super familiar with like all of the things that happen on Twitch, but like I have tuned in to like ninja before, and like there's no way he could keep up with the chat like it's just it's just flying a million miles a minute, yeah um and like, is that a is it is it a community or are they just focused around like one specific? Like they're all there to see that person rather than to see and interact with each other. Yeah. Whereas in in live coding, like you in the chat, people like say hi to each other and they're like it's yeah. it's it's like they're that little community. I'm sure that happens elsewhere on on Twitch as well. Sure. Um, but it, it I definitely see that more in uh, in live coding streams. It's just like this community vibe uh, and like in, in interaction as well. It's not just like watching a person doing something, it's yeah. asking questions, it's being engaged with with what they're doing. so
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good call out for sure um, the The biggest thing that I find and also a question for you, is I actually prefer watching people for the streamer most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there's depending on like the content obviously is there. Like I go to a stream for either programming or, or some games sometimes, but at the end of the day, I'm going to stay because i like the environment of the chat and also the streamer that's doing it. What are right. your thoughts on that? Do you, do you feel like there's this kind of split between like the absolute top tier programmers that are just heads down grinding out code or the more kind of, yeah, you know, we, we interact with chat more and they, uh, uh, program maybe not as much or not as intensely I should say
1: yeah I, I think it's uh they they both have their place because uh I can I'm, I don't think I'm I'm not going to name any names but I I can think of some larger programming streamers where that's kind of the case like it's not a lot of interaction it's really just they're there to see that really known and really good programmer do their thing yeah um and and I think that's totally fine like they're I'm um, yeah, like it's 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 entertaining to watch someone who knows what they're doing do something. <laughs> yeah. Um so so yeah, like I, I don't have I don't have anything against that. And like I think it's it's yeah. definitely one one type of streaming that could be done. Um, but like for me, like I, I think it's always gonna be a community vibe as much as I can, because like even, even my chat is like very hard to keep up with. But yeah, I, I try I try to engage people as much as possible. Um and like that's my preferred way of doing it. Um yeah. but yep. But I know what you mean as well. Like some mm-hmm. some of the streamers that I do, because I do watch some streamers, I'll say that they're not gaming streamers. I look a lot, I watch a lot in like the uh, music category,
0: yes, art category,
1: mm-hmm. um, and some just chatting. Um, and there, it, it kind of is centered around the person um, who's who's doing the thing. Like you're there to watch that person because they're entertaining or they're, or they're talented. But yeah. mm-hmm. I do notice a very similar community vibe in those types of streams um, that that we have over here in science and technology. Yes. So. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I mean. Was, are we in just chatting right now? I keep saying here in science and technology. Yeah, no, I actually, I just
0: moved this over to science oh, cool. and technology. So good call. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're good, we're good. Um, cool. One thing uh, that I find really interesting about what you said is kind of one of the larger streamers here on Twitch uh, and kind of, I would say he's science and technology, but he's also just chatting, uh, Kit Boga, right? Yeah. Is, I feel like is a fantastic example of that. Um, Great. What a, like, you watch him for him, his community, but also for the content
1: that he provides. Um, I, yeah, I think that that honestly is one example of where it's like a lot of people watch, but there also is a community vibe. Like there's yes. like everyone in the chat is kind of like moving together and like, yeah. which, is, which, which is interesting because there's like 15,000 people all chatting at the same time. Oh um, but yeah, no, and, and I actually do watch a lot of Kiboga. Um, yes. So uh, so what was was there a question? Sorry, no, no, it's just more of a comment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but and I guess if we're talking about it like uh, yeah. like that, like I I do tune in to watch Kit. Like he's super funny, he's entertaining. Yeah. Um, like I yeah. I watch the show for him, yes. but also it's fun to see what's happening in the chat. Like I I laugh at the comments that fly, like some of the comments that fly <laughs> yeah. by, you know, and I don't know so
0: yeah no i I agree with you hundred percent there i think it's uh it's a great time. I do watch his streams a lot as well. um He actually was one of the the first streamers I was like actually very inspired by i'm like wow what a what an interesting thing like just a humble person altogether um and like even in your streams, right that same sort of concept of just like being very humble and just like hanging out with people and helping people as much as you can and that for me attracts yeah. attracts me to a lot of streams um so yeah yeah I guess mad props to you for that
1: oh well, thank you thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, cool. Awesome. So yeah, we kind of talked about this broad question, right? Um, and I'm kind of curious now, if we see live programming growing as a live streaming platform, um, either on Twitch, or I don't know, maybe one of us here in chat makes a brand new programming live streaming platform, right? Uh, do you see any blockers to this right now? Uh, do you see this kind of Uh, ceiling where, all right, we're at this point, how do we break through that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, like there are only so many people that will tune into this kind of content. And like, and I think like for me, like I am, uh, my content is as attractive to beginners because I, uh, I, I usually, even if we're covering a more advanced topic, I always try to start from the basics and that, that is a, a a wider net to cast because there's more people that are getting into programming than are, well, I don't know if that's true, but there's a lot of people getting into programming yeah. versus people that are already in programming. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, first off, shout out to jitter, Ted, he was in the chat. Let me see if I can see what he said earlier. Yeah. Um, cause he, cause he, he mentioned something about, um, like on his stream, he does more like intermediate Java and yeah. it's a smaller sure. community, but, um, still let me see if I can find it. And hello, jitter, Ted. <laughs> Actually, no, I think I know how to do it. Like, can I do this in your chat? Yes, you can. I, slash user. Um, oh, oh I, rip. I don't
0: think, man, I would have been smart probably to mod you, eh? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you mod me? Or Jitter Ted. Jitter Ted, if you're still watching, can you just repeat what you said about, uh, I can't find <laughs> your, what you said about oh my gosh. Like, more intermediate content? I don't know.
0: Hey, mods in the Pixelog dev team, can we get uh, CJ modded, please? Thank you. That was totally my bad. I messed up hard on that. Yeah, but um, (laughs) yes, uh, but yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, oh, I can only appoint mods. Okay, let's let's do this real quick. (laughs) Cool, (laughs) yeah,
1: no, oh, it's the wrong command, rip. Okay, uh you said it though, so jitter Ted says uh, my community is smaller, uh, but I focus on intermediate and design and architectural level in Java that I don't see too much of elsewhere, um which is great like uh, it's 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 cool to be able to like have that kind of content and be able to tune in if you're if you're into that kind of thing um which which actually like I am interested in doing something similar for the nodejs world because like i I do a lot of beginner focused things like people yeah. see me like hack together an API yeah in the real world. I don't do that. <laughs> like I, I spend, <laughs> I, I spend more time, and uh, there's there's more design and, and architecture and, and testing that goes into it. Um, but yeah. like honestly, there's not as many people that are are willing, at least that I've seen, that are potentially willing to tune into that kind of content. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that actually begs me to ask a question um, because I've this is also another thing around this topic I think about a lot is definitely people here on Twitch, from my perspective enjoy kind of the intro content or, Hey, how do I do this? And how do I get started in learning this thing? The intermediate content is still a little rough because you, you tune into a stream and all of a sudden you're thrown into, um, some Golang API that you're building that people are like, wait, what, what's going on here? Um, so do you feel like, uh, or more so, do you ever feel like you are forcing yourself to kind of cater towards that, co- uh, that audience or you feel more kind of, Hey, I'll do what I want when I want type deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's fun for me. It's fun for me to explain things from the, from like, from, from the basics. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I enjoy doing that kind of thing. Awesome. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, Yeah, like I I don't find myself being like, oh, here we go again, another Express app from scratch. Um, Like it's 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 fun for me. I don't know, like it's it's a bit of a performance. Like I can just like type it. I can install a thing and I can require it in and I can type it out. Yeah. Um. So that's fun. But uh. But on what you said, like I I don't I don't know how much or how fast that can grow for the people that are doing like much more serious programming and like they're they're bigger projects. You kind of have. There's a lot of background knowledge required to really be able to uh, engage. Um, and so I, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Like, I mean, there's definitely a place for it and they do have a community cause people are watching, but I don't know yeah. how, how big that could get.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a great point. I think on a more personal level, that's something I currently struggle with, with the idea of, I don't really like doing a uh, kind of intro beginner content in a sense. Uh, I'm more of a, Hey, let's build this massive project and show people how to build a project from start to finish. Uh, yeah. and I think there's a lot of power in the idea of I have someone that's watching this story unfold, and then they finally see this app we've been working on for however long, and all of a sudden it's released to the world, and they can use it on their their computer or their phones. That right. that to me is pretty pretty powerful. Um, but Definitely. I do yeah I do find that struggle of all right well uh, people come to my stream they're like what the heck are you doing what is going on like I'm here <laughs> but I what what is this and so right. Yeah, um, you know anyone in chat who's ever kind of had that feeling, uh, you know, I I think that we can all kind of agree on that that topic there. Um,
1: yeah. Um. No, I, I I know the feel, and I mean it's it's happening as more and more people tune in. Um, I've tried to start to tune it out because it 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 for a while it started to get on my nerves. Like every other chat was like, "Hey, what is he doing? What's happening here? What's going on?" Um, and we we added some chat commands that that help with uh, new people coming in to know like what exactly I'm working on because that technically still happens with me even though I may be doing more simple things. Yeah. Um, if I'm knee deep, if I'm knee deep in code, someone who's just tuning into the stream, it's going to be hard for them to get context for for what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess. And another question off of that: uh, Have you found any solutions to? Kind of helping people stay on track with what you're doing. Because obviously, as engineers, we think of this idea of like, all right, this is really annoying and repetitive. How can I fix this? Right? Yeah. What, what can I do to get people to stop asking the same question or to just keep people engaged and on track?
1: Right. I mean, recently, I actually uh, put out the frequently asked questions page. Yeah, uh, I just did that like a couple of weeks ago. But I actually took some some time to write all of it it kind of felt like a like a blog post and a retrospective of like the, the past two and a half years nice. um yeah. so so that helps because i point people there but that doesn't help if i'm in the middle of a, some project that's not a frequently asked question um yeah. we try to we try to have chat commands that are just like uh try to explain br- briefly what i'm doing right now or link to the repo or something like that sure um or a link to a, like a YouTube playlist of all the past videos, which is not exactly helpful for somebody tuning in live because like they, might, they might drop in and then, oh, there are 10, ten episodes before this that you have to watch as, as a prerequisite. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I haven't found any good like really good solutions, but yeah. we, we try our best.
0: Yeah, I, I think that you hit the, uh, the nail on the head right there. It's, I don't think there is something out there yet like that. But I do think as people in this community, that's something that we definitely need to solve Um, Mm. to bring outer people who are interested in programming, but are nervous to, you know, they come into chat and they don't feel maybe comfortable talking because they're like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. Um, So kind of giving that background is something that I've thought about a lot. Um, So yeah. Awesome, man. Well, good. Yeah, good stuff. I think in general, we, we kind of understand now this idea of What's the future of programming live streams? We kind of have been talking about the, uh, are there any blockers in this area currently? And then I kind of want to switch to platforms uh, because obviously platforms are big. Um, You have Facebook uh, Gaming now, you have YouTube Live, uh, you have Twitch, uh, Rip Mixer. Can I get a Rip Mixer in the chat, please? And, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, and there are probably other ones that I don't really know about or tune into often. Um, do you think that there is any sort of, uh, room for programming streamers on either of these platforms or potentially like we've sort of touched on a completely new built platform from the ground up?
1: I think so. I mean, I think uh, it goes, it, it, and it's not just specific to programming content. Like you can live stream anything anywhere, <laughs> do, yeah. do what you want. Um, and, and I, and I think like there's, um, it's, it's also potentially for people that might already have an audience. Cause I know there are. I guess I don't know. I would assume there are some people that have like a Facebook page that's about programming or something and people like it and <laughs> comment on it. And so like, that's a little community that might enjoy Facebook uh, streams or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's one, I forget what it's called. I think it's called a uh, GitDuck. Let me find it real quick. Because I think this is actually li- live streaming made for programmers yeah. or like made. um, yeah, a video chat tool with pair programming. Maybe it's not live streaming. Uh, I'll link it in the chat really quick. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I, I found it a while back, but because uh, the the one thing that I was looking for was I wanted to be able to create tutorials where you could see me coding in real time, and then like yeah. pause the video, uh, pause the video, and then actually edit the code. Very similar to Scrimba, if you've heard of that platform. I
0: haven't um, heard of Scrimba, it, but it's uh, sort of like Pluralsight in a sense as well, right?
1: Uh, I'm not familiar with Pluralsight. Okay. Um, I, I, I
0: like think the, we're about the same thing.
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's basically like uh, when someone goes to watch a coding tutorial, um, they either have to like uh, type out the code manually or find a repo and copy and paste. So to be able to like literally reach into the video and like grab the the, the person's code, like I thought was really cool. Like I yeah. found Scrimba. Scrim, Scrimba does that, but like right now Scrimba is all about uh, just like front end code. You couldn't do something like directly inside of VS Code. So. Uh, all sure. all that to all that to say, I found Git Duck because I was looking for something like that, and okay. this this ties your videos to Git commits, and then like you can copy and paste the code. Um, no way yes,
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Um, wow. But okay. cool. uh, like I will say, like I haven't used it extensively. I like tried it once. Um, so it, potentially a platform like this could work. Um yeah. I, I think I saw somebody mention in the chat like right right before we got started that yeah. uh what was it? Uh, code sandbox is the future of uh live oh, yeah. streaming. <laughs> um which is I mean it's I mean maybe they were joking but it's not it's not they're not wrong because like a tool like that allows like everybody that's watching to uh see the code in real time and like edit the code in real time. Yeah.
0: No, so, I one cool thing that I've really loved um is VS Code's, uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but the live stream live, extension. Live yeah. Uh, li- live share. Yeah. Live share. There you go. Um, yeah. I've actually been trying to figure out a way to implement that into my stream of this idea of like, people can just look around the repository at at will. They don't have to look at what I'm just looking at. Um, and I, I think that that's a lot. That's actually really cool. Um, and it gives people more freedom to kind of get into the stream, right?
1: Yeah, so I've tried with Live Share before, and actually, like, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give credit where credit is due. C Sharp Fritz was the first person I ever saw do this. He nice. posted the he's posted the Live Share link in his chat, and then like yeah. fifteen people fifteen people jumped in, um, which is pretty cool because you could see what he was working on. I had no idea what he was doing. Like, I haven't touched C Sharp in a very long time, but I was able to I was able to like open it, <laughs> open it in VS Code, and like I could see what he was doing. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I've tried doing that recently on my stream, and it just, it just starts to slow down after more and more people pile into it. So like. Probably something like Code Sandbox where it's in the browser and like not in actual VS code could work better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it is it is pretty cool to for people to be able to like look at your code directly and look at other files that you may not be working on. Yes. I mean I, I think like back to the topic of like gaining context, that could help. Yeah, right. Because for sure, if you yes. have some, something like that set up, they could they could pop in. You may be in one file, but they could look at the structure of the app, the other things that are, you're working on to right. uh, try and get some context.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that's actually a really good point because even something along the lines of, hey, today we're working on this thing. Here are the files that we're going to be mainly touching. And like even at the beginning of your files, you have a comment of, hey, there, this is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So stuff like that, yeah. Cool. I awesome. got on
1: a tangent. I think the original question was, Platforms? Will there be a new platform? Correct. That's why I mentioned Git Duck. Yes. And I, and correct. I think in general, like uh, you just, I guess you go where the the people are, or go where your community already is. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I think just kind of like anything in general, kind of goes back to the same programming language thing, right? It's like, yeah, everyone could be using this cool thing, but just use the tool that best works for you at the end of the right. day. Um, exactly. So, yeah, chillaxo, sky's are limit. Yes, skies are limit. Agreed. <laughs> Well, no, space now, because we even got roads, Tesla Roadsters in space, so even farther. <laughs> um, uh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. So I, another question, I kind of how we pretty much talked about this, uh, but maybe a more direct answer on it. Do you think there is space for a specific live streaming platform? Like, yes, no, or is it kind of just what we're given right now is, is pretty much a, a really good a solution for doing okay. live coding streams
1: and and you're asking like a space for a specific platform for live streaming coding
0: correct yes
1: yeah i i think it's tricky and like one one thing i think i wanted to mention um yeah. when we we're talking about other platforms was like twitch exists because of like the one percent of streamers that have hundreds of thousand people hundreds of thousands of people watching right like sure. you 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 can't pay the bills with uh just a few hundred subscriptions scattered across 30 channels or so right so like the the way uh, like twitch is able to exist because of the bigger streamers that bring in so much revenue and they're able to yeah. and that's how they can pay for everything so it's it's tricky right because if if there were a live stream specific or like live coding specific platform um it would have to make money somehow and yeah. would there be would there be enough tu- people tuning in and enough people supporting uh streamers To be able to pay for it, I don't know. Um, I'd I'd love there to be, but I don't know if that's the case.
0: Yeah, no, I I think you make a really good point. The one kind of devil's advocate thought I had on this is, well, look at our situation right now, right? People now have a lot more time to, uh, to kind of do hobbies or work on things that they might have not been able to do before because of commuting to different places or just actively doing things outside of their home. But now yep. I've noticed a lot of people are picking up this idea of, "Hey, I want to learn how to code. Like I've never done this. It Looks cool. Let's see how we can do it." So yeah. even given our current situation and obviously the new future of our world, does that change your mind on, uh, on what you just uh, said in regards to a uh, platform?
1: Not quite, and it kind of gets that to uh, what some people are saying in the chat right now. So there are platforms yeah. for coding like uh, Perl Site and Udemy and even like YouTube. So it's like yeah. for those people, it's probably better to just watch a vod or a tutorial especially if you're starting from scratch unless you can tune in right when the live streamer starts sure. um, if you if you're able to stick with the live streamer schedule i guess you could watch vods as well but it becomes really tricky because it's you're basically at the will of what the streamer is going to teach you i guess if you're learning that way versus yeah. being able to like kind of be able to do it on demand sure so i mean i i definitely see a bigger audience because of those people who are now wanting to learn and tuning in um, yeah. but I, yeah, I think there's a, there's a barrier there because it, it, life like watching live streaming coding couldn't, can't be the only way that you learn. Um, yeah. there'd have to be other, other things you use as well. So,
0: yeah, I mean, and I think that's why YouTube is such a big hit now as well. It's just easy to scrub through content, even though it's maybe not so specific to like your actual need, you can kind of get the gist of everything. Um, yeah. because while in chat was saying, yeah, I feel like a live platform that allows developers to ask rather than wait for the course to come out is, is something that's pretty important. So again, that's yeah. kind of where we come in, right? With this Twitch live programming. Like it's essentially Q&A around something that, that we build in a sense. Right. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Cool. So that's kind of all I had in regards to uh, questions about this idea of the future of live programming. Um, did you have any final thoughts that you might want to add on that?
1: No, I mean, I, I, I hope, I hope that it, it does well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope more people tune in. I hope like, yeah. um, yeah, I like, and, and I, and I guess I am optimistic, but I do realize like, uh, there's, I think there are, there's a lot that needs to happen for something for a platform like that to exist for more people to start watching. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm hopeful. I guess I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and 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 but also I'm gonna keep doing it no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I love doing it. Um, yeah. and so even, even if uh my audience size stays the same, if we don't grow anymore, like we've we've built a community and like we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. So
0: yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that was very nicely said. Uh, because at the end of the day, especially when uh, you have people that come in and they're like, Hey, I would love to get into this programming thing. Uh, or just live streaming in general. Uh, But I don't know how I would do or I don't know how I feel about it. And it's, well, if you're interested in doing it and you have the passion behind it, it's easy to do anything at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um, And so that kind of leads me to this last question for you. Uh, For any aspiring content creators out there, um, what is like your one nugget of knowledge that you would like to give to people in regards to essentially following your path uh, to how you got to where you are? Uh,
1: just do it. <laughs> wait, no, um, I guess that's, yes. that's Nike. No, it's Nike, but no, it's like, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, don't, don't wait for someone to tell you. Don't wait for having the right, uh, to, don't wait to have the right equipment. Just, yeah. just start, start creating. Um, and then the other thing uh, that I recommend is, is be genuine. I, I think that's why a lot of people, uh, tune in to watch me is because I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to do the best that I can. Uh, we're going to learn along the way. Um, but I'm not like putting on a show, right? Yes. Um, so be yourself, just do what you can. And then I guess like in a way, like put, put the reps in, like, do you have to, you have to do it often to get good at it. Like, I, I, um, I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but like Mm -hmm. teaching for three and a half years was basically just me preparing to be a live streamer because I would have to get in front of, I mean, they were, they were real people, but I would have to get in front of them and present and, and improvise. Uh, And keep them entertained, Um, and so like that was my practice for becoming a live streamer. And I mean, and if you don't have that kind of opportunity, like just doing it is how you're going to get that practice. So,
0: yeah, dude, that's that's fantastic. And a lot of people in chat seem to pretty much agree with that. the The one thing you brought uh, brought up about kind of the public speaking, in a sense, right, was the. uh, I remember I used to be a terrible public speaker. I remember for Mm -hmm. one of my internships, I had to give a presentation in front of like 40 people. Uh, maybe even a little less. And I had to get up and show this thing that I built. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I was terrified. I could not do it. And then I started streaming. And all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, I, I went to a conference for work and I presented in front of 300 people, like nothing. And yep. one thing I like to tell people is even though programming is very technical, you still want these soft skills that you can definitely learn just through streaming, uh, which, is, which is awesome. Uh, Thank so. you for
1: bringing that up because I'll mention yeah. if if you ever meet me in real life, you might not recognize me like I am extremely introverted yeah. um like I, I I very rarely speak out of turn um and uh like but before I got used to public speaking, yeah. it also terrified me like like yeah. um I don't know if like I guess there aren't a lot of people that have this experience, but the kind of people that get nervous when they're around people like you You know when you're in a, a work meeting with potential like people you haven't met before and they're yeah. going around in the circle and like it's and you have to introduce yourself and it's like <laughs> yep. it's like a, it's about to be you and you're gonna have to say what your name is like that used, that used to terrify me like um <laughs> but I got used to it and like the the more I the more I did that I got used to that I got used to public speaking I got used to just and and I think I mean for the most part it's kind of just like uh, stop worrying so much like I and also yeah. understand that if you are a nervous or anxious person yeah. understand that you will get nervous or anxious but you don't have to live in that you can get yeah. past it and then just kind of like do your thing
0: yeah no I I think you and I are the same person because I was that person as well <laughs> there we go yes I, okay. <laughs> I literally I think now still I get a little nervous when I have to talk with someone um, but it's it's really interesting to kind of feel this idea of All right. Feel it for a little bit, but just work past it. Just keep going. And once you do it, it's over and you've done it. Just kind of like going on a roller coaster that you're scared of. I don't know if any of you have had that fear. That's been very (laughs) fearful for me sometimes (laughs) when I used to go on roller coasters, but you know, Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Great, great stuff, CJ. I really appreciate all the the answers and questions. I think great conversation around a lot of this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thanks for having me. This has been good.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. One last thing for the few people here that don't know who you are, where can we find you? What's your schedule? What What's going on?
1: Yep. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Coding Garden. Uh, YouTube.com slash Coding Garden with CJ. Um, that's me. <laughs> um, and I stream four days a week. And my next stream is uh, Monday at 7.30 a.m. GMT minus 6, which is 6.30 awesome. a.m. Pacific time. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and if you, if you go to my Twitch chat, type exclamation mark commands, you'll find out so much more about me and, and other things as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, it's been a fun time. Uh, I honestly would love to do this again with you. So hopefully one of these days we'll have the opportunity. But CJ, my dude, thank you again for being here. Um,
1: thank you for having me. It's been great. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Awesome.
0: Thanks again for being here for today's Saturday standup. I hope you all enjoyed our talk with CJ today about the future of live programming streams. But did you also know that you could check out the full video of the recording of this podcast over on YouTube? All you have to do is go to youtube.com forward slash pixelogic TV. This will give you the video of the recording. And there will also be a video there of the Q and A section that CJ and I had on stream uh, from Twitch viewers. So check that out if you want to go ahead and see some special content there that you did not hear on today's podcast. For the next Pixelogic Saturday stand-up, we're going to be going ahead and talking with all the moderators of the Pixelogic dev crew. I'm really excited about this one. We're going to meet the four people that help bring the community together and ask them some embarrassing questions probably. So make sure you're there over on Twitch next Saturday at 11 a.m. PST. Hope to see you all there. Until next time.